Yeah. I drop it every now and again. But, all right. Krebs Corner, Podcast 21. <coughs> My water's right here. You got yours yeah. over there. Okay. And then, yeah, we'll just talk like this, and then I got a timer right there. But if that goes out at all, we'll just stop where we're at. Right. And then, like, let it charge up for a little bit. But probably aim around, like, a 40-minute thing. You good? Yep. All right. We'll go in three, two, one. Welcome back to Krebs Corner, guys. This is my 21st episode, and yeah, we got a different format right here, but I got a different guest too, Caden Flores. Now, Caden, I've known you for almost over, I've known you for actually just over a year now. So, and this is a kind of a year anniversary of you being introduced to a new friend group, um, my friends, and we inherited you with ease. I mean, you fit just right in as one of ours. So, how is it at, you know, 18, 19 years old, fixing and going into a different friend group, not one that you grew up with? Because from my point of view, that would be a very hard adjustment to do, is hanging with 10 guys who you had no clue, you know, growing up in local schools, you know names and faces, but you actually, in a 365 days, you know all of us now, like the back of your hand, and I would say 365 days ago, you wouldn't know any of us. So how is that, being your age, making that adjustment, like a big life adjustment like that? I mean, honestly, it was pretty easy, just because of how, like, so much, like, in common, like, we are, and I think that's, like, how we click, like, the quickest. And I mean, I, I knew, like, like you said, like, I've known, like, a couple of you, like, not as, like, personal, mm-hmm. but, like, like Shed, I've known Shed quite a while, like, our moms were, like, best friends in high school, so, but, no, I think just, like, our, like, we just, like, share the same interests and, like, just how we act and just everything. Yeah. Like, it was just so easy to just, like, slide right into the friend group. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is, for people who don't know, we're talking about Caden getting in, added into Lamp State and... Uh, Skeeter did too, just right when you got added. And that's what I was going to say is, man, the transition from like adding new people in the friend groups, and you got to think it from our end is just as hard as entering a new friend group because, you know, you have such a tight group, tight niche, click, you guys know how you're doing, you guys know that everyone gets along, and then you're adding, you know, two people who we know we like individually, but do they fit in with us as a group? And that's why I think was so easy is because we share all the common interests. We all are big sports fans. We like to drink. We like to hang out, bullshit, throw cards. And then we all have the same sense of humor. None of us get, none of us hold grudges over a day old. And then we all have the same common interests. You know, we all like doing just typical what guys like to do. You know, like I said, throw cards, watch sports, drink beer. We all like to go out. And that's why I think, the transition, you getting added into our group. And I will say, like, when people get added into the friend group, it's not an easy adjustment, and it's not usually worked out. It's not it's not as successful as people might sound. And people go through that every day is you meet people you just don't get along. And, like, if you got along with seven people and two people didn't like you, you know, that's going to that's gonna mix some things up. Right. Which that's, like, were, the best thing about this friend group. It's like, we just all get along. I was so say, well, were you like, shocked when you just jumped in and it clicked right away like that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say, like, shocked. Like, it was just, like... It was a perfect fit. It yeah, felt like a glove. Like Yeah. Like, it was just it was a good feeling. Like, we just all clicked, like, that well, and just, boom, here we are. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and how we got to introduce you was one of your previous relationships that you were with someone for a long amount of time, and we'll just jump into that section. Get, coming from a year, year, year-long relationship, and then leaving that, what did you learn about yourself most coming prior to that relationship versus at the end? What did you learn about yourself the most? I mean, well, yeah, for starters... That is how I got introduced to you guys. Mm-hmm. It was just because you guys were from the same school. So, like, me going to, like, their, like, sporting events. Like, whatever. I would always see you guys there. And then, I mean, the thing I learned the most, I mean, 
Are you talking like after the relationship? Yeah, like when you came to realization. I'm talking like you learn through the relationship and then what you realize. Like, oh, this is this is something about me that I didn't know prior to actually meeting someone that I cared for and someone that I shared the same common yeah. love with. And now looking back on it, because I don't know if you had any other serious relationships before that, but I know that relationship was a pretty serious and you guys both had mutual feelings whole, throughout the whole thing up until the end. What was something at the end that you would take away from that whole thing? Take away? Honestly, like, I don't, I mean, it's not like a bad thing. Like, there isn't really anything I would take away from it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean... It, like, hit the fan pretty quick. Like, we were together just over a year, pretty much. And like you said, that was my first serious relationship. But at the end, yeah, I wouldn't really take away anything just because, like, that is what brought me closer to you guys. And this past year, like, that's all that's been around me is, like, yeah, all the lamp. Like, we do everything together. So, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say I would take anything away from it, but... I did learn just like more of like stepping out of my comfort zone too, like with like with you guys. Yeah, because like, that was one thing I had to do was like that was one thing is when you first started hanging out with us, you know, it was usually just only drinking, and then yeah. it slowly started to become, you know, hey, you want to go get food here somewhere, right. and it was just a very easy transition. And I think it's it's good that I've seen you firsthand as our friendship has grew you step out of the comfort zone a little bit and you weren't the kid in the backseat of my car that said five words the first time we went to the fevers versus now me and you could go out to another state and do something and would be just like that. And I think that's something that a lot of people do realize when they break up with, you know, a person that they were so comforted around like a blanket and they learned that stepping outside of their comfort zone was really all they needed to know to find out who the true, real person they are. Right, yeah, that's, that is for sure what happened, too. It's like, like, especially with, like, the relationship being, like, when first COVID hit, too. Like, mm-hmm. No one was ever doing anything. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, the only person, like, I pretty, I could say, like, I had then. So, like, we always did just everything together. So then, like, the breakup, it forced me to like just step out and like meet new people meet new people experience okay. new things like, have new connections and yeah. yeah i was gonna say i'm glad that that i'm not glad that you went through that but i'm glad that once one door i'm a true believer that once one door closes another one opens yep. and when your relationship with her ended it kind of opened that door to where you could f- hang out with us as much as you wanted mm-hmm. and i can't say all of us aren't close for her but most of us, the majority of us, aren't closer to the point where we shut you out. I mean, yeah. I was glad that you came and hung out with us more often because I just felt like it was such a fit. I mean, it was just such, it was just like another one of us. And I mean, I say that like a cliche way, but no, now you're one of our good friends. And right. I mean, it's it's second nature at this point. It's not. Yeah. It's after about a month or two of like a little awkwardness here and there. It was all fun, all breeze, and exactly. I mean, it was. It was just that easy connection. And it's just, it's weird that all you got to do is take those steps sometimes. And that's what people let fear them from going after their dream, going after their job, going after maybe some friends, going after a girlfriend. Is it, was it that hard? Because I remember when I started this, it was that hard for me to step out of a comfort zone. It probably took me, it took me years to really do what I wanted to do because I was afraid of that imaginary box that sheltered me away from trying to figure out who the real me was, was it that hard for you to step out of that comfort zone? At first, for sure. I wouldn't say it, like, took me, like, that long to, but, like, I mean, for sure, like, especially with, like, trying to talk to, like, another girl Mm -hmm. or something, like, dude, it was the most, probably the most awkward thing, like, at first, but then, like, the more I just, like, did it, it, I mean, it all worked out, but, I mean, I'm still... Still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure it out. We're all trying to figure. We're all trying to figure it out. Yeah, it goes. It's weird because, like, I'm in college now. For obviously, you know, but you meet new people every day. You meet, mm-hmm. and it's hard when you go into a new semester and you got a classroom of people who you have no clue who they are. And then it's weird because, like, my freshman year, I I was very sheltered. I didn't want to build any new connections. And now I'm starting to, you know, grow and 
try to get to know people who I know I'm going to see every day and try to, you know, it's simple as asking a girl, you know, how is she doing or right. you want to dance. And it's hard. It's hard at times, but yeah, with yeah. a mix of. Hey, what's the worst they can say, no? Yeah, worst I can say is no. Worst, worst that can happen is you try something and it doesn't work out. That's my yeah. true belief. And, you know, when I started this writing, this podcasting, that was one of my fears. And going into my major, I mean, looking at the bigger picture, I'm doing a major that I was scared to go into because of fear. I mean, fear is a big thing that I think everyone deals with in a certain type of way, whether it's in your work situation, whether it's in relationships, you know. Um, if you're married, if you have a bad relationship with your mom or dad, if you've got friend problems, if you have social anxiety, you know, fear is something that is always going to be a cloud over your head and it's just how you deal with it. And if you go forward with it or if you let it take you over and something that I really had problems with is when my major, you know, I want, I know that I either want to be a teacher and a basketball coach or get into sports media kind of thing. And I looked at myself and I go, how realistic is me? Is it? For me to get a job. And I just thought, man, if I just keep doing what I'm supposed to do and don't look back. And at the end of the day, if I'm not good at it, I can say I tried. But if I am good, if I am that good at it, someone's going to take me in. So what would you have to say to someone who is afraid of that fear, that potential no? That And I say potential because sometimes it isn't no. I mean, it's just you got to get, you got to build that courage up to ask the question or ask for the dance or, you know, go after that one thing that you've been looking at through the tunnel the whole time. How hard is it to battle fear in that way? I mean, like you said, I mean, just keep looking forward. Like, the worst they can say is no. Like, you go up, like like you said, you go up, you ask a girl to dance. They turn you down. Like, what else? Okay. Like, you just... Not, you keep going. She said. She said, "I got a boyfriend. Whether whether it's true or it's not, I know how some of you females trip. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just one of those things that my dad has always. My dad will be the one, and you know, my dad. My dad will be the one to hit me and be like, you get your number.' And I used to right. be the kid That's that be like, and true. I used to be the kid that was like, why? Like why? Yeah. Right now, all of a sudden, like we're in the middle of a grocery store. He goes." Where she gonna say is no. Worst, worst she's going to say is no. My grandpa was the worst with that. Like growing up, like we'd be just he'd be picking me up from school. I could be in like fourth grade. He'd see like high schoolers walking down the road. Like I don't know if it's just that like grandpa mentality or what, but like that old man confidence. Exactly, just ro- like trying to roll down my window. <laughs> like I'm like too, like hiding. Like, hiding, yeah. Shit. Like. I'm like, no, like, you can't be doing that to me. No, my dad would, and my dad's one of those people that, that was his rule throughout any aspect of life. If I needed a tutor, and, like, yeah. he's like, oh, I asked this really cute girl to, you know, study with you. I'm like, no, like, why? He goes, what you gonna say? She goes, where she can say is no. He tried to get me to ask, when I was, like, freshman, he tried to get me to ask seniors to, like, homecoming and stuff. And then he'd be like, ask the coach, blah, 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 this. And I'm like, no, that's just not something you say. He goes, worst you can say is you aren't going to play in time. He goes, worst you can say is no, that, that's not what we're going to do. And that's just, I think that's a rule of life that a lot of other people could use. And when I started this whole writing thing, I was scared of, I had the fear of how people were going to look at me. How, And I was like, no one can tell me I can't do this. I go, I really just got to show my abilities how if I'm good at it or if I'm bad at it. And someone will tell me. Someone oh, yeah. someone will be honest with me and tell me if I'm bad at it, someone will stop me for my own good. But I just feel like what's some what's something that you want to do that you still have that, you know, cloud over your head of you're being afraid to fail. I mean, I've been talking about like going back to school, but not like I don't like trade. Yeah, like, you want I wanna get into trade, but like it's just still like the fact that I don't know what trade. Like, I don't want to get into a trade and then end up not liking it and then, like, having to go through the whole process again. Like, I've been wanting to do that. So that's why, like, now, like, I'm working in a factory, like, just till I, like, figure out completely, like, so that way I'm still making money. But I just, like, I talked about being an electrician. Like, I mean, the money's good. Like, I feel like that's, like, just a pretty neat thing to learn, too. Mm-hmm. And with how the world is now, like, that's, like, the biggest 
biggest opportunity is like the way to go is trades. And there's always gonna be jobs. There's and always gonna be always jobs be for jobs. electrician. Yeah. yeah, but no, I feel like like I do want to go, but I just need to like put my mindset on one and just like hope that that's the right one. Now talk about that because I have this regret, and I don't have this regret, but okay, I say I have this regret, but I regret not evaluating my options strongly do you regret not going to pioneer uh part of me yeah i do because my mom was actually because like i mean even like the beginning of high school like i kind of knew like i didn't want to go to college like at first i did but that was just if like i could still like continue to play sports yeah but then like the order i got i was like no like i just want to jump into like the workforce like do that so I definitely do because just as much as like she pushed it on to me and I was like, I want to stay like with my friends at like my high school. Like that was literally the only reason I didn't go. I feel like that is a, that's probably one of the only reasons why I didn't go either is because, you know, we talk about a tight niche friend group and Mm -hmm. it's like you're leaving, you're making a 16 year old who is uncomfortable with, you know, you go through so many changes in life at 16. You know, you yeah. start to drive. Your friend groups change every day. Your dating life changes religiously. You start to learn really who you are at 16. I mean, you start to learn who you are from like 15 to 20. You really start to learn who you are. And I would say 16 is honestly right in the middle of that. Is you go through a lot, of not just bodily function changes, but like every day just your social life will change. And in the blink of an eye, you start thinking that popularity is a big value in your everyday yeah. life, which, I mean, right now you're 20 and I'm 21, and popularity doesn't mean shit to me right now. So, really no. I mean, it's just you care about a lot about things that in five years don't mean anything. And I regret a little bit, not maybe not necessarily going to Pioneer, but evaluating it and realizing that, like, this is a special opportunity and that I need to take advantage of it if I want to you know, go down a certain path because it's just like, it's such a good, it's a good trade school. And it's like, this is your foot in the door for the future Mm -hmm. versus high school is high school. I mean, everyone learns the math, the science, the English, the social studies, but to go into pioneer and really learn your craft and learn your trade two, three years in advance from a lot of other people is crazy. And I was one of those people that shut down Pioneer right when I got the introduction. I shut it down. My mom's a Pioneer graduate actually. And she pushed, she pushed, she pushed, she pushed, she pushed it on me. She pushed on me. She's like, Brayden Pioneer will be a great opportunity for you. She goes, especially you who don't know what career you want to go into. And that was another thing is I'm like, why would I want to go into a class or a special section when I have no clue what I really want to at 16 years old? I thought I wanted to be a social studies teacher. So it was like one of those things where I was like, why would I go Pioneer and waste all this time when I don't know what I want to do? And probably Pioneer would have been good for me just because I'm forced to meet new people. I'm forced to broaden the social life that I had back then because at 16 years old, I only talked to girls that I liked and my fr- my set list of friends that I still have today. Yeah. So, I mean, outside of that, it's still stuck in Little Town Plymouth. And I just immediately shot down because it was a new thing. I, I used to hate change way more back then than I do now. And it was just one of those things that it's very intimidating as a kid. And I wanted to talk to you about this. When you're at 18 years old and, you know, people are pushing you to make a decision versus college and work, wouldn't you say that's a pretty tough decision to face oh, at 18 years sure, old? For sure, for sure. But, like, I think the older that I got, like, the more, like, of the mindset I realize, like, it's my doing. So, like, I'm going to listen to, like, what you're telling me, but most likely I'm probably not going to do it. It's up to you. Because, like, it's just all up to me. Like, if I do make the decision, like, you're telling me to do, then good. But at the same time, like, I'm going to do what I want to do, not just go do something that someone's telling me to do it. Like, because you never know, like, what you're going to like or, like, if you're going to even enjoy it. So... And I knew I wasn't going to enjoy college. Like, I mean, we enjoy some part. We enjoy we enjoy some part. We don't enjoy the school part of college, yeah. but we enjoy some parts. But I totally get what you're saying because at in 2018, June of 2018, I was forced with a decision. All right, are we going to go? You know, I was in. I had one side of my family. I had not even one side of my family. I had my whole family at one side. All right, 
let's look at Pepperidge Farm, let's look at MTD, let's look at, and I'm like, and I told him, I'm like, no, I'm not going to be in the work life. Like, I, I know myself, I know that I worked at school specialty, and I know that I'm not going to sit in a factory for 40 years, right. pump out the same, work in that eight to five every day. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know now, but yeah, no, no, don't get me wrong. No, don't get me wrong. Like I, I respect the people who do it and I worked at school specialty for a year and a half and every night, I mean, I'm, I'm going through boxing. I'm thinking this ain't going to be my whole life. I'm like, this ain't going to be who I am. I'm like, I'm going to get grit and grind to get where I got to be. And it's funny looking back on that, where I, how much I looked forward to the future back then. And, you know, we go through every day taking shit for granted. I mean, everyone does. And even if you say you don't, you do. And, I mean, it's funny how, looking back in time, how much you looked forward to the future, and now you're in the present. And right. you still look, you still have those things in the forward. forward but... You're still looking forward. But, like, I, I sit there about every couple of weeks, and I'm just grateful for what I have right now. And I'm like, wow, back in 2018, 19... This is what I dreamed about. This I didn't when I was pumping third shift at two AM at school specialty, throwing books in a box. Right. I didn't dream my dream right now to graduate from Ashland University with a degree and have a beautiful girlfriend and have a dog and go live in an apartment yeah. doing a journalist job or being a radio show host. I dreamed of being a twenty one year old freshman going to college, gritting through classes because I knew I'd rather be in the classroom and rather listen to an instructor than be in a sweatshop factory. And it's funny, now I'm sitting in the class and I'm dreading it. And I think that a lot of people in life, you know, dread their everyday life, dread their job they have, dread their, whether you're in a bad relationship right now or in a funk with your girlfriend or you don't really necessarily like, are happy with the life you have now, at one day, that was all you wanted. And one day, you know, all I wanted was to just skip that two years of my life and be a college student that didn't have to stay up all night and work third shift and have a weird sleep schedule from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I've done third shift, too, and the factories, I can just tell you, like, it is not it. No, no. I respect the people who keep the factories going and say, this is my life, but... I know myself and I know my work ethic and I'm not saying my work ethic is bad. It's not the best, but it's not bad. It's just, I know that's not built for me. Like I know I'm just not that guy that's built for it. I can say like, since I knew I didn't want to go to college, my biggest thing was like, I just knew I wanted to get a head start. Like whether it was like straight into working, like I just wanted to get a head start on like building a career and then like jumping around, figuring out like, you know, like, getting a taste of what I do like, what I don't like. And, I mean, I worked with, uh, I used to work with my brother doing, like, home remodeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, I, I, I really did enjoy that just because it was, like, I like the hands-on. I like doing something totally different every day. Mm-hmm. But working with my brother, that was something. Two brothers should not be able to work together. How was, how was the brother life? Because you and your brother are grown now. And oh, yeah. you guys are closer in age than some brothers. So how is it, you know, your whole talk about your childhood growing up being the younger brother? I mean, so yeah, I have, well, I have two older sisters too, and then my mm-hmm. brother, but my brother was like, he's the second youngest. So, I mean, growing up with him, I, I, I always looked up to him. Like, it was like, so we had like, we had the same dad, different moms. So like, it was always like, Never really knowing, like, what weekends, like, I would get to see him because it was always different. But, I mean, like, dude, like, I always, like, just looked forward to, like, it was always, like, just my brother because, like, that's just... He was that's my, a little brother mentality. Yeah, like, that's my homie. Like, you want to be you want to be that guy, you yeah. know? I feel like people who don't have the little... Don't have the big brother to look up to, it's the dad. Like, you want to be the dad. Yeah. But if you got the big brother, I want to be him. Right. I, I want to look forward to him. And, like, I mean... When we were together, like, I mean, he was never, like, like I can't say, like, he wasn't a dick to me. Like, we always had, like, our fights yeah. and, like, whatnot. But, no, like, he was always, like, just involved, like, doing everything with me, too. Like, mm-hmm. it was great. And, I mean, the older we, like, grew up, like, it was just, like, nothing changed. Like, even now, like, he's got three kids now. Uh, but, 
I mean, he still, like, hits me up, like, whether it's just to help him with work or... You know that that's a number that you can call if you need yeah, some real yeah, help, sure, and sure. he, he going to be there. Yeah. He going to be there to rock with you. My siblings, no doubt. Even, like, I got three other step-siblings, too, and uh, for a while, I could say, like, my oldest stepsister and then my youngest stepbrother, like, they were, like, my stepbrother, for sure, he lived with my dad. So like he was always there too. So like I was I had another big brother to like look up to. And I mean, I just got like real close with them. Like I don't even consider them like step. Like that's those, that's those yeah. are my brothers, that's my sister, like that's how it is. Like but no, I love growing up with siblings. Like it sucked being a normal child with my mom for sure at times, but I mean, which I wish I had like was able to be around my siblings more, but the chance I got, like, with them, we never took it for granted. We always had the blast. Yeah, that's the weird part is I never experienced that because I was the oldest sibling, and I only had one that was two years away. So it's funny, like, hearing my friends. Some of my friends, they're, they were the younger sibling because my mom had me when she was 31. So it's a lot at the tail end. You know, my best friend, Dylan Osborne, he was conceived when she his mom was 18. So it's like a lot of my friends – they're the either the youngest sibling or their parents are younger than them or you know it's very rare that they're the oldest sibling and like my mom is the same age as them so it's kind of funny because you know Shed's older brother um, Draven has an older brother you know Chloe Mack has so many she's the youngest sibling out of five or six so it's it's funny because you know you hear their stories about them going away from college and you yeah. know it's one less head in the house I was that person that. I always had a shadow over me looking at me, looking at the do's and don'ts, you know, and it was also Daddy's Little Princess, you right. know, so, and, you know, it's a girl yeah. thing, so you had that brute relationship with your dad, and then you had the little sister behind you, but I definitely feel you on that parents, separated parents vibe, because, you know, going, looking at it, I'm blessed that my parents are divorced and I never could see knowing them now 21 years after I was born 18 years after their marriage ended I could never see them two stepping in the same room and being getting along for over oh, an hour but, but yeah I consider my parents splitting too because then if that would have never happened say they are still together now then I wouldn't have those step siblings I was talking about yeah. so, I mean like it's just it's, it's just crazy like, it's how, life's a journey it is it really is Life life has its own book, and I feel like it's just handed out to everyone, and you know, you never know what's going to happen until you reach that last page, until, you, until your story's finished. Mm -hmm. And going back on Divorced Parents, you know, what weekend, who's got... I was just telling someone that I had three Thanksgivings, and they're like, three? And I go, well, my mom's, my dad's mom, then my stepmom's mom. Yep. I'm like... I was like, I say divorced parents problems, but like, I don't know anything different right, because yeah, I don't know how it feels. And I, I'm not trying to get on some depressing shit here, but I, I'm perfectly fine with never knowing how my mom and dad were together oh, yeah. as a kid. It kind of bothered me because I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, Oh, you and dad would have been perfect for each other. You and dad should do this because in my mind as a 10 year old kid, I just want one big happy family. Now I'm blessed with my stepmom. I'm blessed with, right. you know, the opportunities that I've had growing up in Greenwich, going to Plymouth schools, living in Plymouth, you know, backyard games with my friends, like all the little stuff that wouldn't have happened if my mom and dad were together. And it's just crazy how, yeah, just as simple as, you know, if my mom and dad were together, I would never have met my stepmom, who, Charlene Krebling, is one of the most influential people to me in my life, one of the closest people to me. And it's crazy how... You know, just one little slight here and there. My mom and dad met at a bar after a two or after a second shift job that my dad had. Like, what if my mom one night said, oh, I'm not going out? Like, right. how crazy. Yeah. Like, it's, I think, very crazy. I think, and I always talk about this. I think life is just so nuts how some people's journeys end up and somehow don't. You know, we're two single guys who have yet to meet, um, you know, a compatible partner who we think that we can last forever with we already have we've already attended two weddings this year i mean we have friends who have met that partner and have felt that love and it's crazy how like what if you know i know that i've never had a serious relationship 
how different my life would be if at 15 or at let's just say it put myself in Osborne's shoes at 14 years old I had my first and only real relationship and so on I mean you know how crazy I am and I know how crazy you are and I could never imagine you know I take all my friends with how I how they are you know yeah. I and that's another part talking about our friend group that I think we do such a good job of is we don't try to trade it we don't try to change anyone you know, we'll give each other self-critique. You know, I think that, you know, like you you had three girlfriends in six months and I'm, I'm looking at someone and I'm like, I mean, Kane just can't stay out of a relationship at this point. I'm like, he needs some love. I mean, we got a 12-pack waiting for him if he, needs some, <laughs> if he needs some love. But it was like, it was like one of those things where it's just like we help critique each other, but in no way do we mean any harm in it and in no way do we try to change someone because I don't think that's, I want you. If I'm gonna be friends with you, I want the authentic version of you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah, just uh, me head that you are, I'll be friends with you know. <laughs> but our friends just have a mix of personalities that I wouldn't yeah. trade for the world. I mean, no. all of us together in the same room, swords brewing. Oh yeah, it's, it's something different. You- look at one person and you look at the other you're just gonna get you're gonna get and that's another thing is too like we all stay on the same like beliefs and the same spectrum like we all have the same morals and ethics you know we don't we don't really go after you know girls that we've dated for a long time you know we don't slide we don't swipe each other under the feet like we aren't shady like that but we aren't afraid to voice our opinions about you know, if someone's seeing someone who we don't care for or right, if someone's yeah. doing something that we don't think is in their best interest, we're those type of friends that are to speak up and say our mind and be like, I don't care if you get mad at me. How would you think that, do you think that a lot of our friends take that with, like, sort of like he's looking out for what's best for me? Or do you think they are kind of like, oh, let me do my own thing? Well, I think there's a certain some. Like, it, there's kind of, like, a split. But, that, but no, like, I'm saying, like, for, like, the most part, like, I, like I'm saying, like, everyone is going to, like, listen to, like, what you have to say. Uh-huh. But, like, just maybe there might be, like, a certain, like, a couple of them that, like, at first, they're like, well, and then, like, later they'll come to realization. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, you were right. And, like, which they're also, like, good at, like, coming back to you on that, too. Uh-huh. Like, and it's not, like, a prove you wrong. Like, I'm not here to prove you wrong. Yeah. I'm here to... Be a friend. I think that yeah. I think that as an outsider from the situation, I think that you should do this. And yeah, I always say like you do you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm not saying like listen to me Mm -hmm. because like like I saw like I saw a tweet today actually. It was like about this. It was like I'm big on. They quoted it. It was like I don't know though. So like if you give someone advice like. And they go out and do it. You gotta hit them with that. I don't know though, just in case you know shit hits the fan. I usually, I usually before I say any advice, I say, before I say anything, you can do whatever you want. Right. You can do whatever you want with what I'm about to say. It's either, so but yeah. then I say, the but or just the, the but you do you. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, but and then you, if it's really bad, then I end it with, yeah. but you, you can do whatever you like with that. Exactly, but no, I feel like most of us, for the most part, yeah, like we're pretty good at. And also, I feel like the topics that we know aren't gonna change, and this could go for anyone you meet. If you meet a boss that you don't like, if you meet a friend outside of our friend group that you know, if you know that their opinion isn't gonna change, why waste the breath? You know, mm-hmm. if you know that what you're doing is hurting your friendship, like if I came at you with some advice and it was hurting our friendship more than it was helping you, then I'd just leave it at that. And there is a lot of situation, unspoken situations, I would say, in my life that I would love to comment on and be like, hey, man, I think that you should pursue. Oh, yeah, for but sure. it's just like you know that the situation is worse being talked about and you know that like you're gonna hurt that like if I said hey Caden blah 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 blah, and I knew it was gonna hurt your feelings and how we felt with each other I'm not even gonna waste my breath because I'm not I'm not gonna try to me helping you I'm not gonna try to hurt our friendship helping you and I appreciate it if like 
I was in that situation with someone else. We kind of talked about it before. It's like, it's hard telling someone inside the situation an outsider point of view. And it's hard as an outsider feeling that, you know, people inside the situations um, feel a certain type of way and they don't really see the third person, the whole spectrum, the whole perspective of it. And it's just like, sometimes you got to do what's best for you. If that is walking away from a job, a boss, a opportunity, a relationship. And, you know, I saw something today that said, like, if I've learned something, if I learned something this year, it's that it's not bad walking away from relationships that didn't work out for you. Whether it is a dating or a friendship or a toxic family member. Have you ever felt, have you ever felt a certain type of way where, like, you enjoy this person? Because I'm going through that right now is I enjoy this person. You know, I've had so many memories with this person. She was once a girlfriend, now a friend. And it's just like, I know that it's better for me at this point in my life and at our point in our friendship to walk away from it in a whole because it doesn't hurt. It hurt, doesn't like hurt my hope anymore and like us being a thing. And how would you, how would you say walking away from relationships like that? Uh, I mean, how does that affect someone? Oh, I mean, it would suck. Like, yeah. Just because, like, like you said, like, you got this, like, the whole time, like, the whole feeling is, like, you really enjoy it, and, like, maybe, like, at the moment, like, everything feels right, but then, like, the fucking mind plays with you, because it's just such a powerful thing, and you're, like... Uh-huh. Here's, well, here's the exact same... Here's the exact thing, is you'll start to outgrow a lot of people once you start doing what's best for you. So yeah. it's kind of... It kind of is on that spectrum, you know, I met this girl year and a half ago and I thought she was the best thing for me and like I say that but I honestly like think she is but I know she isn't I mean how hard is that because you said the mind plays with you how hard is that walking away from someone who once you thought was a very viable piece to your everyday life and then I I mean mean, yeah yeah you had as a relationship you had as a relationship and just one day you gotta realize what's best for you it's just a stepping stone honestly like you just you get to see, like, other things, like, so, like, you were already in a relationship, you've seen the things that make you happy, and you've seen the things that don't make you happy, uh-huh. and so, like, once it was that time for you to step away, then now you, like, just need to keep that in mind of, like, what does make you happy, like, and just yeah. stay away from the negative, like, of what doesn't, Yeah. You know, like, don't be afraid to point out the negative either, like, even in the relationship, whether it fuck, whether it helps or not, like whether it bothers, yeah, I'm like, always a believer. If it bothers them, like if it bothers you, just you guys speak up and say it because if not, it's never going to I be addressed. Do the same to me. Yeah, yeah, and I had someone, I had previous um, girl I talked to, and she said that, which this is kind of weird too to even say, but she said that me talking about my future. And, like, my future goals and aspirations and, like, my future with her was kind of weird. And I never saw it as weird. But I, um, like, I like ideally I said, well, why didn't you ever say anything? Like, and I didn't, and I say that I didn't overly, like, be like, oh, we're going to get married and a bunch of right, stuff. But, but it's like if it does, like, get to that point. If, so, if something, like, if I talk about something to a point where it bothers you, say something. That, but, like, I could see, like. The way she was saying that, like, she's asking you why that. Like, she wasn't feeling... She might not have been feeling the same way the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, once you're in that moment, like... Especially, like, if you're in a relationship where you're telling someone you love them, you know? Like, I feel like it should not be weird to, like, plan a future with them in your head. Or, mm. like, even with them. Because, like, who knows? Maybe you will, like, stay together that long. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But oh, yeah, I think I that see, like if that bothers someone, just step up and say it. Like yeah, and it's easily like as little as something that if it is to a point where it bothers you to to that point, like that you can come to a realization that it bothers you. Why not say something to avoid that from like ever happening? Yeah, like yeah, I get that because <clears throat> I mean. Like, back to when you said, like, when you were planning the future, like, if they're, to avoid that, I mean, there's really no way to avoid it, but 
I mean, you're just, you've got to be stuck in it. Like, you're either with it or you're not. Yeah. And it was very a half-in, half-in relationship. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, that that wasn't, like, my full-blown, like, me playing a future, she kind of overdrew, overblew that. Like, it wasn't, like, I wasn't even totally in it to, like, say that that was the thing that bothered you. Like, your legit future It's just, it's just a what if. Yeah. Like, that's what it, that's all it is. And I'm at the point in my life where, like, if I don't see myself with you in six months, chances are you're not going to see a sixth date. Like, right. like, honestly, like, we're talking honestly right here. If I'm going out with you for four or five dates, I, I can see something in it. Like, I'm not just going to waste our time, you know. And I've went out with dates with girls. I mean, I've had bad dates. And it's just like, I've had dates where I've left it and I'm just like, that was a good experience. That'll never happen again. I'm like, I'm like, she's just not for me. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, jump into these relationships and are like, eh, I mean, and that's just not what I want to do. Like if I'm, right. ex- but I've never been a relationship person. So I know like, I know what I want in a relationship. I know if she makes me laugh, you know, makes me happy, does this, 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 then I'm probably going to like want to invest a future in with her. Right. But it's just, a whole another thing is like I won't be with anyone who doesn't make me feel a better person waking up the next day. Like I feel like and I feel like I was in a situation where I just not a situation ship. I end up I actually did, I I meant to say situation and relationship. I was with this girl and just like I felt myself as a person digressing when I've been nothing but having positive progress my whole you know, I started this. I cut back on the drinking a little bit. I didn't do it. I did it for more or less other reasons, you know. And I I started seeing this girl. I started all my time, you know, moves from school, work, my craft, my brand, my friends, moves over to her. Yep. And then I just felt like a big month setback, you know, on like to a point where like my and, you know, I, I'm in these fights and I'm in these confrontations with this female who I didn't even know three months ago I, when I was perfectly happy. I mean, go go with that. Like, how is – what's going to be your next partner? Like, what are you looking for in your next relationship, in your next six months, in your next year? What are you looking for? What am I – I mean, honestly, it's hard to, it's hard to say just because of, like – how long, like, I mean, I can't say out of it, like, the game, because, like, yeah, I've had previous relationships, but, I mean, I, I can tell you're a guy it. who's going to be patient to get into yeah, the next, and sure. I feel like this next person is going to be a start over, a new, like, not yeah. a familiar face, it's going to be a new person. Which, that would be dope, I mean, I wouldn't mind, but honestly, right now, like, you ain't pushing for one? Not really. I'll say that's how I am, and yeah, I'm not. I, we're saying that wrong, we're saying that we ain't like, oh, we going out, staying in, right. staying like, in college gonna, dorm. I'm just not gonna throw myself out there right now. No, but, no, I'm not like. Granted, we go out and stuff, but like, I'm not really like, I'm not going out like you said. I'm not in someone's dorm like this and that. Like I, ain't, and we ain't going out looking for our next no, wife. I'm like not, no, like just. If anything, mostly it's just someone that's gonna. I'm gonna have fun with where I'm at. I ain't, I don't I ain't gotta leave with you. Like I ain't gotta do none of that. But mm-hmm. I'm all for meeting new people. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm all for meeting new people. I'm all for new things. I'm all for the new. You know, a new opportunity, a new job, a new. You know, I'm more accepting of like just reaching out to people, being like the girl. You know, I did um, a. We had kind of news thing for college, and the girl beside me, I'm like, What's your name? What do you like to do? Like, what? And I found something that we related to, and now we Snapchat. So it's like, it's something weird that last year at that time I would have never done because I would have been too big of a pussy to do it. Yeah. And now, now it's just like that easy stepping out of your going back to stepping out of your comfort zone. You know, you meet new people. What I'm looking for is like, just a person I can be myself around. Like, yeah. I don't have to change anything about myself for them, you know. And I realize that people grow as time goes on, you know. You aren't the same person I met, 
you aren't, I'm not the same person that you yeah, met sure. as, and I would like to say, what is like one of your bigger changes over this past year? What do you think? Honestly, like, I don't know. I mean, because I mean, I know that I have changed, but like, in reality, like, I'm just living, like, in the moment. Yeah. And, like, even really, like, notice. I mean. I think that's something that we relate to big is, yeah, like, we just, just. I just live in the moment. Like, as, I just let it go. Like, obviously, I'm still focusing on, like, other, like, goals. Your but, adulthood and your yeah, future. Like, my future. But for now, like, dude, I'm still young. Like, what's there to really, like, so much to care about? Like, obviously, you got to still put a care into something. But mm-hmm. for now, dude, I'm just, I'm living in the moment. No, I I think that I'm one of the most I I'm a goal oriented person. I look at my future and think, you know, I want everything picture perfect planned out. I want this happen. I want this happen, and then I just sit back and I'm like, why not just take it one day at a time? I'm mm-hmm. like, just get through the day, get to bed, sleep, and we're gonna worry about. And I think I look at that more or less when I'm like in financial struggles. I'm like, as long as I can get today over, I'm good. As long oh, as yeah. I. That was one of my questions I wanted to ask you. Was like just like it doesn't have to be now or any time. Like just in your life, like where do you like in one word, like where you want to be financially? Describe it in one word. Describe it in one word. Yeah, just find it like where how you want to be financially. Enough. Enough. I I want enough to take care of the people that I love, whether it is me and someone else. Whether it is my wife and three kids, I don't. Yeah, I love stacks. I mm-hmm. love. I would ball out if you handed me a grand right now. I could. I could take a grand right now and have the best night of my life. Yeah. But I don't need that. I. I think that money and materialism is crazy with how much power that they have over, you know, friendships over, you know, people's social stature, people's thinking of how cool a person is you know i drive a 2010 ford focus and some guy could roll up in a 2020 ford focus Mm -hmm. and he would obviously look like the more successful person the richest person i don't i guess for me and i know everyone's different but i don't need the flashiest car i don't need the biggest house i said until i live get a wife i'll probably live in a one-bedroom apartment because i could care less i don't want to take care of everything if i don't need to Right. You know, I don't need the big, I don't need commas in my bank account to tell me who I am. I'm I'm pretty content with who I am as a person right now, and I'm financially nowhere near where I want to be. See, my word would have been, like, comfortable. Comfortable, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have said, yeah, I would have said comfortable, comfortable, yeah. comfortable would have been that way. I'm just saying enough to where... It's enough to provide for what I need. Enough to, yeah, enough to get by and enough to still have for like your own fun. Yeah, your yeah, own yeah fun. enough. Yeah. yeah, and I'm yeah. not saying enough to where like I want to pay the bills and that's it. And yeah. I don't. I'm not caring no, about my that's, money. That's what I fear. Honestly, is just having enough to just pay my bills. Like, I fear that, but I fear also that I one day get a piece of paper or a contract or whether it's green in front of me. And I'm afraid that money will change me or change someone who I'm close to. Because I feel like that happens so often is that money changes people. And I I never, that is one of my deepest fears is I fall in that trap because I know how much, I mean, everyone loves money, but I know how, you know, every time I get a paycheck, I feel way, like when I was working, I would look forward to that next Friday. And then once I get that money in my account, I'm like, wow, I worked for this. This is my hard earned. And that's something that I've struggled with recently is I told my dad, I'm like, dude, I've worked since I was 16 years old. I've worked numerous jobs. I've worked good jobs. I've worked over the summers. I've worked when people were out partying. I, I worked mm-hmm. third shift when I've literally went through my phone and watched people, you know, drink and having a blast and getting major fear of missing out. And I'm just, as soon as I get those comments and I'm like, wow, this is, this is really what I worked for. And I got a car to show for it, if that, but I know that like, it's all, money's going to come and go in my life. I know that. And it's just like, it's going to come at some point, you know, you're going to get, 
yeah, we got bills right now. I have student loans, but I know one day, like those are going to get taken care of. And that's just, it's hard for people who, you know, don't have that anxiety. It's hard for people who, or it's hard for people who do have that anxiety of, you know, I've walked around with $3 in my account and I'm just like, this is something that I got to do. I've, I've walked around with three grand in my account and I'm like, this, this is nice. And I'm like, but there's still, this isn't where I want to be. You know, I feel like no dollar amount should ever tell you like, this is where, this is it. Like, I feel like it's not dollars. It's that feeling. It's that I don't want to go in the grave being the richest person ever. I want to, you know, make impact on life. That's why I want to know like how Jeff Bezos and how Steve Jobs are actually like as people sitting in a room with them because you could have $16 million and if you're the biggest asshole in the room, I'm not going to fuck with you. Like right. it's that simple. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't mess with people based off of their social status or their <clears throat> like, don't get me wrong. I see LeBron James out and I'm like, Oh, that's LeBron James. But like, I'm truly not going to mess with you as a person like person to person, if you just a rich asshole that throws your yeah, money around, sure. like I feel like there's so many people, and I mean we could talk about friends, we could talk about there's so many people that value other things over money, and I highly respect individuals like that because at one of the day everyone's gonna get their check cut, everyone's gonna. I think money is one of those things where you just gotta wait for your time. You know, yeah. we got friends. In our friend group that are walking around with not even a couple hundred dollars in their bank account. And we're walking around our friend group that have houses. And, you know, I don't see one is greater than the other. Because right. I feel like it's just the process. And everyone goes through that. The growing pains. The adulthood. You know, I just said it. We're two single guys who have no clue who or what our lives are tailed to. And we have my best friend, Dylan Osborne. Has a house in Shelby, has a dog, has a wife, has his old plan, his dreams kind of there. I mean, yeah. and it's it's crazy how if you put me in those shoes, like if you put yourself in those shoes, like that was what he was looking forward to this whole time. And it's like, I can never envision myself getting married right now. And I don't, and I say that, I say that and I don't like take away from anyone who does. It's just not who I grew to be. Like, it's not, it wasn't my thing. It's not my time yet. Right. Now, when do you think is a good time? Like, uh, I have like, we talked, it's funny because me, Keener and Jake talked about this. I said, I for sure want to be married before 32. I for sure want, I don't want to be the creepy old guy in the bar (laughs) ordering drinks for people, you know, just trying to spit out conversation. But, I mean, I don't even know. It all depends. I know that I probably won't be dating or engaged for long. Like, I know within, like, two years. If, like, I don't meet someone before I get my college diploma, I know that, like, I don't waste time. So, like, I bet you within a year of my engagement, I will be married. And I would probably say, I hope I get married around, like, that 28, 29 range. But saying that, like... At 28 years old, I'm not going to rush for a marriage. Like, I I just got to meet the right person. I I think that's all some people got to do is just meet the right person. And whether that is in a bar, whether that is someone you know. Ain't that crazy? I I had an Instagram pull out. Do you think you have already met your soulmate yet? I was just about to ask you that, too. That's weird. uh, Honestly, I mean, I don't know. But, like... Then again, you might have those people where you're like, you know, the whole codec. I hope so. Uh, I hope <laughs> so. Yeah. No, um, I don't know, cause like I was gonna ask you the same thing, like how they say like usually like the person you marry you've already met like way before like you even realized it or like you never know, but or like what if they're just like one of our friends right now. And you right. have no, yeah, like, like, you have no clue like, that, like, your legit, life can twist like that. They could legit be in the group. Like, me and you could get married and, like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I didn't catch that. For, I was waiting for you to be like, me and you could get married, too, and you just stopped no. as that. No, but, no, yeah, that would be, like, just crazy, like, if they were, like, 
like the ones that hang around us, like that we like have considered in our friend group and everything. But it's weird because like you can twist off like you have friendships with people. Like okay, you will know who I'm talking about. I had a friendship with someone and I never expected to get more. And one night we had a moment, and like and I took it way farther than she did. And obviously I I should have realized that like it was just a moment. It wasn't a thing. But like, what if you've had moments with someone, right. and then you go on and you actually like start dating him? Uh, probably one of my only serious relationships was with a girl from Shelby, and we met six months before we ever started talking. We just never knew each other. Yeah, like ain't that no, ain't that crazy? Yeah, it it's crazy. It's funny because I umpired one of her softball games. And she was in 18U League. And at that point, I was 18. And she was 17. And it's funny because I was an umpire. My sister was a catcher. And she was a batter. And, like, we've all met each other. Like, not obvious. Obviously, we all didn't know who each other were in that moment. But that was in June of 2018. And then... um, Not August... Around November of 2018, we start dating, and we didn't know each other during that prior moment. We all had to sit down and talk about that, because she's crazy. like, because the girl was like, "Weren't you an umpire for one of my softball games?" And I go, "What do you mean?" She goes, "We had like a younger male umpire. He looked like you. It was at Plymouth, and I like sat there during one Thanksgiving. I'm like, it's hilarious how like life's full circle. Like me, and my sister, and her were on the couch." And at one point, we were this close from each other six months ago when we never knew each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's a true story. I think it's crazy how life's full circle like that. Like, small world. Mm-hmm. And you can, I mean, we're from small towns, but you could have legit already met the person that you were in love with or that you're going to be in love with, and right. you don't even know them. Like, I think that's nuts. I would almost say no, and my mom thinks this too. My mom has told me that she thinks I'm going to meet someone in college, which maybe, but... It's just like one of those things where if they haven't satisfied, if I haven't entertained that idea yet, I don't see it ever changing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've I've been with, I mean, I've hung out with people in our friend group who I've wanted to explore the other side of them and it's either haven't worked out or just never happened. Yeah. And same, I mean, same thing goes for the other way around. And it's just like, if I haven't entertained that option yet, and we're already 21 years in to this whole life thing, you, that's probably not it. And I could be wrong. You know, I could always be wrong. You always have those people who you have that soft spot in their heart for that oh, they could yeah, always yeah. they could always come back and mess with your mind. And, you know, you're just going to accept them in and you're just going to be like, well, it sucks, but right. come on. Don't, you, you don't waste my time. But <laughs> it's funny. Going on to our last final subject you, along with some of the other guys in our friend group, got in this whole lifting thing. And I almost want to call it a trend because, you know, it's prior to this year, it it's like never really been, it's never people. been, a na- it's it's a nationwide trend. And, it's, yeah. and, you know, people joke about it and they're like, oh, it's not, I mean, you're one of those guys that says it in a very sarcastic way. It's not a trend, it's a lifestyle do you do you think uh, how what's the percentage of people who actually believe that? Do you think when we're talking about people U.S. going on, and then what would you say to that? Like, what really brings you in the zone when you go into the weight room? Well, we can start with like how I started. Okay. Cause, yeah, talk about that journey. <clears throat> um. So senior year of high school, I was I made a decision that I was going to completely focus on baseball. Mm-hmm. I was a three-sport athlete. I played football, basketball, and baseball. But uh, baseball is what I had, like, the most passion for. So going in, I didn't play football, and I didn't play basketball. So that whole time, like, I was just, like, uh, our coaches had us in the weight room, weight room, weight room, like, throwing, doing everything like we had to. And, like... I, that started it, but the way it started is, like, that I enjoyed it more is just, like, of how much of, like, a progress I saw in myself. Like, whether it was, like, with my body or how much more speed I was putting on, like, my bat swing, my pitching, like, just anything. Like, 
just getting off the ground playing baseball. But uh, so that senior year is when COVID hit and we didn't end up having a season. So I didn't even get to play any of the sports that I played throughout high school. So like, I mean, that brought me down. And I think lifting was just like another like way of like thinking like it was almost like I'm still like in a sport and it's like just more of that like sport vibe to it. Okay. And then like pushing your body physically. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was, I I loved sports growing Mm -hmm. up. I still love sports, but it was just that. And then with like, like the more of a change I saw in myself, I just enjoyed it. Like I don't really care about like getting the eyes on me, but it's just more like my own eyes on myself. Like, I mean, I don't really care like how I look, but it was just like, I don't know. Like I just really got into like, how like that can actually like how you can actually just change your body by lifting heavy ass shit like <laughs> yeah and i think that i mean i know yours is lifting but i feel like that's what motivates a lot of people is you know I, it's hard to take that step and to try that new thing but once you look back at at two month progress four months six month progress and you're like Oh, this is what I came from, and this is how far I've came. Yeah, like I can, I can, I, I can push myself to be better. Like yeah. this isn't my ceiling, and I know that for lifting, for you guys, it's not. You guys haven't yet to hit your ceiling, no. but I feel like that's for a lot of other people is for craft. And you know, you talk about um, laying down floors. You talk about you know improving yourself daily. You can be a better person, and just looking back on who you were at whatever time and however good you were at doing something. You know, I'm a basketball referee, and I remember my first game officiating versus two and a half years later, astronomically different. You know, compared to my first podcast, my first article, to my feelings now doing them, astronomically different. So it's like, how would you see, I mean, what have you learned from yourself from that? Do you learn, do you think to push yourself or? Yeah, for sure, like. You push yourself, and I think it's just, like, it's a very good way, like, just to completely, like, get your mind off of things. I mean, in which, I mean, listening to music helps the same way, and, like, having both, you're in the gym, you're listening to music, whether, you know, say, like, you did go through a breakup, and it, like, you just need your mind off of it, you go hit play, and you just forget about it, honestly. Like, it's not, like, it's not, like, you see, like, all over TikTok, like, I'm fighting my demons, like, this and that. But honestly, it's just, for me, it can get my mind off of shit. For it's sure. just an escape from reality, escape from yeah. the and current situation. It, it just gives me, like, I'm a busy body, too. Like, I can't, like, sit in my house and just, like, sit there. Like, I used to play video games, young, like, when I was younger and everything. But now, like, once I started getting into lifting, like, I always have to, like, be doing something. Like, I feel like, that way is so like when I just get like too bored or something that I like even like first out of high school like I'd be going to the gym at two o'clock in the morning just, just because bored just because and it was there uh-huh now what would you say to someone who and we'll end our show on this what would you say to someone who wants to get into the gym but is just afraid to take that step or afraid to you know, just go in and try to, you know, everyone talks about not even just lifting, but this can make you a better person. You know, obviously lifting has never been a downfall from everyone. You learn mental toughness, physical toughness. You put your body physically through its max and that builds character. What would you say to someone who is afraid to start lifting or, you know, just needs that motivation, needs that get up? I mean, honestly, there's nothing to be afraid about. I mean, from what, like, my experience in the gym it is really, like, just a no-judgment zone. Mm-hmm. Like, no one cares how you look. No one cares, like, how much weight you're lifting or, like, how much you're not lifting. It's just because, like, I've seen everyone is there for their own reason, and they're trying to better themselves if that's what they're doing. And, I mean, there's a bunch of different, like, ways to lift or, like, I mean, you could just go on the internet. Like, I mean, you got powerlifting, like bodybuilding, like just your normal cardio. Like, just do whatever feels right to you. I feel like that's the biggest, um, not the biggest, but a very big lie that everyone gets told is like, 
people think once you get into the gym, like it's going to be a judgment zone. Oh, like, yeah, no. and that's something that I thought when I was a kid is like, Oh, I'm not going to the gym because I know I'm weak and I'll just get laughed at. And like, yeah. I feel like some adults still feel that way. Is like, I don't want to go better myself because once I get to the gym, you know, it's, it's, I'm just going to make a fool out of myself. And it's just like, I, I thought your phone, I thought you were getting a call too. But yeah, I feel like that's one of the most lies that are being told, but it's no, just. Yeah. It's definitely from, especially like the gym I go to, it's a new gym. Everyone's like, it's really just a community. And especially like, as soon as you buy that membership, like it's really any gym you go to. Like it's just complete judgment free, just. Part of a family. Yeah, it's really, it's really all it is. I mean. Like, I've seen people, like, if they see someone that might look like they're, like, new to the gym or, like, even, like, because, like, I mean, you can hurt yourself doing it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've seen people go, like, just critique them, like, just how to do it, like, a safer way of, like, so they don't hurt themselves doing it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's, jump out there. Like, get out of your comfort zone if that's one of the things. Is you got to push yourself to be bigger. My last question, and you can't say jump out of your comfort zone just because we talked about this. Okay. What is your biggest fear? My biggest fear. <sighs> My biggest fear probably would just be like, I would say like dying, but it's not dying. It's just like the way you die. Like, like suffering. So your biggest fear is suffering through your death. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't really like, I haven't really like thought of anything that like, I'm like that afraid of or like afraid of like really happening to me. Yeah. Except that. I mean, I could say probably like. I can catch the whole vibe. Like like failure. uh, I can catch the whole vibe like dying and not like telling everyone how you truly felt about them. Like not like dying without. Dying with like regret or dying with unspoken words. I have one. It's being afraid to never maximize my potential. Right. Yeah. That's what, okay. Yeah. I would probably like. I would probably say just like the feeling of failure, feeling that like yeah. either or like. Oh, that, I'm like, so I, like, scared to fail. Like I'm. Like, so... Yeah. Like either that like I've let myself down, or even if like I let someone else down. Like I almost am scared. Right? I think that I'm almost scared to let down people who believe in me more than I am to let myself down. Just because, like, if you're there to stick your neck out for me, like, I'm going to prove it to you that you had a reason to. Yeah. And that's, like, one of my biggest things is, like, I've been critiqued and some people have told me that I wasn't going to be shit all my life. And, like, the very few people who have turned across the committee and are, like, that someone something special in that. Like and I'm I'm so scared to just let that let someone down who is sticking their neck out for me and telling me, you know that is going to be someone who's gonna do something productive in this world, right. yeah. But that'll be all for our Krebs Corner number twenty one podcast. I got Kane Flores here. Great follow, Kane. Drop your socials. You know you got a good Twitter. Yeah, uh, I'm a Flores O two. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, you know how it is. Subscribe, like, check out our previous podcast with Griffin, Caleb, uh, Draven, Levi Robinson, Cam Flores, and also check out Just a Bit Outside podcast with also other Krebs Corners interviews with Futuristic Suryat and King Moksu back in my previous videos. Krebs Corner 21, like and subscribe. Oh, I was saying, I saw the time, so I didn't want to keep you. Oh. <coughs>